Good morning and welcome to Simply Science. It's Friday, February 2nd. On today's show, a Hamilton student earns the top 300 science designation, while Fitchburg State receives a $1 million National Science Foundation grant. Plus, Science Central begins demolition for their planetarium project. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Science. We start off with a story of exceptional achievement. A high school student from Hamilton High School, Alexis Lee, has been recognized among the top 300 in the Regeneron Science and Talent Search, a prestigious science and math competition for high school seniors. Alexis is one of only four students from Arizona and the only one from Chandler Unified School District to make the list. Bella, can you tell us more about Alexis's achievement? Certainly, David. The top 300 were chosen from a pool of 2,162 applications from 712 high schools across 46 states, Guam, Puerto Rico, and 10 other countries. Alexis's project, titled BrainSteam, a practical pipeline for connectome-based fMRI analysis toward brain disorder classification, focuses on mapping neuron interactions to understand the progression, prevention, and accommodation of disorders such as ADHD, autism spectrum disorder, and depression. That sounds like a complex project. Can you explain a bit more about what Alexis's research entails? Absolutely. Alexis developed a GNN-based framework called BrainSteam that analyzes blood flow information in functional MRI images to determine the connection strengths between regions of the brain. She evaluated her model on two datasets, ABIDE for ASD prediction and HCP for gender classification. BrainSteam outperformed previous models of the two by 9.38% and 7.71%. Her findings could contribute significantly to early diagnosis, which is crucial for getting patients treatment that can slow progression and save money on future costly treatments. Impressive. And what does this recognition mean for Alexis? Alexis expressed excitement and honor at being named a Regeneron STS Top 300 Scholar. She sees it as an affirmation to continue her work in the field of medical imaging. She also mentioned her gratitude to her teachers and administrators at Hamilton High School for their support. Beyond this, Alexis is also a National Merit Scholar semifinalist and a Coca-Cola Scholar semifinalist. It seems Alexis has a bright future ahead. What are her plans after high school? Alexis has big plans. She wants to create her own biotechnology medical startup to develop new machine learning technology to help doctors and patients. She also aims to focus the startup on reducing inequality gaps in patient care and providing cheaper and more accessible options for treatments. And what does this recognition mean for Hamilton High School? Hamilton High School's principal, Mike De La Torre, expressed pride in students like Alexis who showcase their talents at the highest level. He noted that recognitions like this are a result of student effort, teacher support, and family backing. The school also receives $2,000 for each scholar named at the school. What's next for the Regeneron Science and Talent Search? The top 40 finalists will be chosen from the 300 and will receive $25,000 each. They will also get a week in Washington, D.C. in March to attend the Regeneron Science Talent Institute. After undergoing review with the judging panel and presenting their research, the top 10 winners will be selected. 
the first place winner will receive $250,000. That's a significant prize indeed. And speaking of significant prizes, Fitchburg State University has received a $1 million grant from the National Science Foundation. The grant is intended to provide scholarship support and mentorship for academically talented students in the fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Abby. So Abby, what is the purpose of this grant? The grant is designed to support student success in critical STEM fields. It will build upon Fitchburg State's Pedagogy of Real Talk initiative, which aims to improve retention and career success by fostering deeper connections between students, faculty, and staff members. Could you elaborate more on this Real Talk initiative? Certainly. The Real Talk initiative is an evidence-based approach that focuses on engaging, teaching, and connecting with students who are prone to drop out. It combines a focus on the delivery of content with an understanding of the student as a whole human being. The goal is to create an inclusive and student-centered learning environment where students feel safe, known, and valued. And how will this grant be used to support students in STEM fields? The grant will fund the recruitment of four cohorts of low-income, academically talented students from eligible STEM majors. The criteria for selection will include academic talent, interest, motivation, and communication skills. The objective is to improve retention and graduation rates for this student population above 80% and 60% respectively within five years for first-time, full-time students and improve transfer graduation rates to 65% within three years. What additional support will these students receive? The program will enhance existing efforts to support students through seminars, mentorship ladders, and career-based internship and research activities. This will facilitate career placement in STEM fields and build a pathway for graduate programs to support high-need communities and jobs of the future. Thanks for the insights, Abby. Speaking of significant initiatives, Science Central is buzzing with activity as construction begins on a new planetarium. Visitors to the center should expect to hear intermittent construction noise as Mosaic Building Solutions prepares to demolish an unoccupied section of the building. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you tell us more about this project? Certainly. The new planetarium at Science Central will feature a Digistar digital projection system from Evans and Sutherland, along with a classic Spitz Starball projector from the University of St. Francis. This combination of modern and classic projectors will provide visitors with a unique and immersive experience. Sounds fascinating. And how is the construction work being managed to minimize disruption to visitors? Mosaic Building Solutions is handling the construction. They've blocked off a section of the hallway to begin the demolition work in an unoccupied section of the building. While there will be some construction noise, it will only be intermittently audible in public portions of the center. That's good to know. And what can visitors expect from the new planetarium once it's completed? The new planetarium will offer a unique blend of technology and tradition. The Digistar digital projection system will provide high-definition images and animations, while the classic Spitz Starball projector will offer a more traditional view of the night sky. This combination will allow visitors to explore the universe in a way that's both educational and entertaining. Thanks for the update, Celeste. Now, shifting our focus to international science policy, 
The president of the European Research Council, or ERC, has stated that European science needs to catch up with China and the U.S. The ERC has called for the European Union to double the budget of its next research and development framework program and for a similar increase to its own funding. Here with us to discuss this further is our correspondent, Michael. Can you tell us more about the ERC's concerns? Certainly, David. The ERC president, Professor Maria Lepton, has pointed out that despite the common perception of Europe being a leader in research and discovery, the facts tell a different story. Both China and the U.S. spend significantly more on research than Europe. According to European Commission data, the European Union produces 18.4% of the top one most cited scientific publications, placing it third after the U.S. with 27.5% and China with 23%. So what is the ERC's plan to address this issue? The ERC has called for the European Union to double the budget of its next research and development framework program and for a similar increase to its own funding. The ERC has not increased its individual grant value since its inception in 2007 due to the highly competitive nature of the applications. However, Professor Lepton believes that there are far more highly ranked grants than they can currently fund and that it would be beneficial for Europe if these could be funded. What impact does the ERC's funding have on research? Professor Lepton has stated that the impact of the ERC's funding is easily demonstrable. ERC grants are cited proportionally far more often than many others. Results from 40% of their projects are cited in patents. She believes that if they had more funding, there would be more knowledge creation. What are the ERC's views on the next framework program, currently known as FP10? Professor Lepton has stressed that the ERC's independence must be preserved in FP10. She acknowledges that there are plans for unifying further processes, procedures, forms, reporting, and application mechanisms, which she understands from an administrative perspective. However, she believes that the wide range of instruments funded by the framework program cannot all require the same processes. She also suggests that more flexibility and fewer constraints across all FP10 programs would encourage more researchers to apply. That was Simply Science reporter Michael discussing the European Research Council's call for increased funding for research and development in Europe. Thanks for joining us, Michael. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Science. We'll see you back here tomorrow.